Hey there, I'm Christine. And I'm Stephanie. And welcome to the Incremental Steps podcast. We're a couple of smart, curious women trying to strike a balance between career, family, and self-care while striving to leave the planet better off than the way we found it. We're learning that we can't do it alone, like most things. We need each other, all of us. So every couple of weeks, we're going to check in for support in these difficult times and challenge each other to find new ways to leave a lighter footprint. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Christine. How's it going? Um, it's going really well. You and I have spent the afternoon together. How are you doing? <laughs> we, should we tell everybody what we've been up to? Yeah. We, so today is February 2nd. Um, it is... It is uh, a palindrome. Is that it, how you say is, that word? It is palindrome zero day. 2020. Yeah, that is that. It's also, um, if you are a member of that community, it is IMLC, which is the beginning of spring. And it is Groundhog Day, which I just recently learned is also called a whistle pig. So it's whistle pig day. Happy whistle pig day, everybody. <laughs> and St. Bridget's and day. St. Bridget's day. That's, like, that's this is a big weekend, right? Yeah. So a lot going on. And it is gorgeous here in Georgia for reasons that I'm not sure I'm happy about, but it's a pretty day. And so we went on a journaling hike with trail dames. Shout out to our trail dame friends. Absolutely. And so we are taking this show on the road because we're actually on the way back from our hike together. And we decided we try to record on the road. Okay. You have to, you have to look at the road. <laughs> you can't so look at the let's phone. do some I could talk about. <laughs> okay. Let's do some I could talk about to get this week's episode started. Okay. Let's see. Um, I could talk about uh, realizing the importance of ritual to just maintain sanity. Mm. I could talk about um, how I really like to be quiet when I'm hiking, and that's a new <laughs> realization for me. Uh, okay, well, if we're doing that, I could talk about uh, how impatient I am when I'm hiking. Ah. I could talk about um, how much the water, like sitting by the water or being by the water or hearing the water, um, how much I value it. And I consider myself a water protector. Mm. Uh, and I could talk about uh, seeing little, the little plants just starting to come back, just starting to sprout and how happy that makes me. I could talk about the hundred bulbs I planted and some of them coming up, arguably too early. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, we could talk about uh, environmental impacts here in the South. Woo! I could talk about this week how it felt like every day things that are sacred to me regarding protections to our environment were torn down. Ooh. Okay, we're going to a dark place. Right? Fast. So, I, was, I was about to go darker and I was like, no, maybe we need to pump the brakes. Right? <laughs> it feels like that right now. But I mean, we talked earlier when we were talking about what we would do on this episode, just talking about like winter to spring and what that looks like. And yeah. So should we jump into some of these conversations and see what we have to say today? Yeah, let's do All it. Right, let's do it. Okay. Which one you want to start with? Let's talk about winter to spring. All right. I have a daffodil, um, about to bloom in my yard and I realized you know that 
Facebook, how it reminds us of our memories. I don't know that I remembered anything before Facebook. So, um, you know, it has you, its... You printed pictures and then you <laughs> could look at them all the time before you, you know, had Facebook. Like, but pros and cons. I know there's pros and cons, but one of the pros is it reminds me. Like, And yeah. uh, a recent thing popped up. Uh, I think about three years ago, I posted a daffodil blooming and said, holy cow, this is a problem that a daffodil is blooming in February. And here we are again. It's February and here come the daffodils. And we are right now, my temperature gauge is showing that it's 66 degrees outside, um, which was a gorgeous day for a hike, but a little concerning on February 2nd in the south. Yeah, even in the south. I mean, I don't know if anybody up north is listening to this and think it's just balmy here all the time. We do have something we used called, to have winter. called winter. We used to. Now it seems like what we have is, um, well, we have nine months of summer, and then we have moments in between of intermittent cool weather. <laughs> like right. Sometimes it, but, I mean, like, I honestly... I don't have much use for a coat anymore. I don't even think I own one. I have a really, really thin puffy coat. Like, really, really, like, ultralight puffy coat that right. I wear if I'm not also wearing a sweater that day. But if I'm I wearing just a sweater, layer up. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever need it. And that's crazy. I mean, I remember growing up and, you know, living here even, you know, I had to have a coat. Right. And I just don't feel like that's the case anymore. Well, I remember when we moved to Georgia 12 years ago from Texas, one of the things I was most excited about was the seasons. Like, because we grew up in Texas oh, yeah, where, no. you know, it was summer, 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 crazy week of winter, summer, 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 summer. Right. <laughs> that's kind of how yeah. we grew up. And, um, I know we didn't grow up too crazy far from each other, so I'm sure that was... Well, we were in the same state, and it, right? it, it's the same experience no matter where you are in Texas. I right. <laughs> the heat is. Right. When I can't remember when we recorded last, had I been to Texas and experienced no. the snow you overnight? Hadn't. So, I think we had recorded, and then I had left for, for a retreat, and we were... This was just a couple of weeks ago. We went from 60 degrees one day... Two, we literally woke up to two to three inches of snow on the ground. We were west of Fort Worth. We were in a little town called Jacksboro. And um, I drove through. Uh, we did have this conversation because we talked about the craziness of the storm yeah, and I'm the sorry. intensity. Well, I didn't know that's yeah. where you were headed. Same place. That. Yeah. You went back yeah. to Texas since then. Oh, I did. I had to go back for a family funeral. And, uh, yep, no snow on that trip because I was in deep east Texas. Um, but, yeah, it's it, this weather... Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, so for the beginning of, for the first little dawning of spring, I planted peas because that's one of the things that, um, by the time I'm starting to plant a spring garden, it's already too late to have peas. Right. It'll be too hot. Yeah. Okay. So so you're planting peas. So I'm doing it. Yeah. So I was like, Um, I'm going to do it this year for Emma so that I have a a thing to do. So that was like my ritual. That was a thing I did to celebrate that, that day. Um, and so, okay, so yeah, so I planted peas this year, just sort of my way to um, honor the season, this time of year, this first little burst of spring um, on its way, the beginnings of it. Because normally in Georgia, if you wait until you have a spring garden going to plant peas, you it's too late. It's too it's already too warm for them by the time that you would have them. And so, um, I planted those this time and I'll see what happens. It kind of goes with that. I'm a terrible gardener. Um, (laughs) but I like to try. 
Uh, and that's why I'm terrible because I'm, um, I'm a try and trial and error kind of person. And I don't, I don't listen. I don't listen. Yeah. I don't have a system. system. You know what I have been fascinated by lately that, um, I want to learn more about is the hydroponic gardening (laughs) with the water. Yeah. Um, I was reading, you know, that Facebook target marketing, how they love us. Um, I was, there was a book that was, it was like a free book. You pay shipping and handling and I'm, I may go ahead and get it because it's about indoor hydroponic gardening. And I was thinking for my lettuce and my dad sent me home with a whole bunch of lettuce seeds, which by the way, when the cap comes off of those, they go everywhere and they're teeny tiny. Yeah. Um, so, but that's what I need to plant. I may go home and plant some of those this afternoon, but you know, I, my garden tends to feed the deer. So that's why I'm, I'm, flirting with the idea of the hydroponics like maybe in the garage um because first of all you have more control over the environment and pesticides like you don't have to use like if you're you have a more controlled environment I guess that's the way I should say it so I'm curious about that so okay interesting um I wouldn't waste my time on a free ebook I would just go ahead and get the hydroponic kit and then do what it tells you to do because they're not gonna a free ebook's not gonna well, it's the kit. It shows you how to build it out of PVC and stuff like that. Oh, it's like, like a it's, DIY thing, right? Oh, that's right. Cool. Like that's it's yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. Do um, a project, right? It, it seems like okay, that would be kind of cool to check that out. Uh, I don't know because you know, I would have to. I would have to have some buy-in for my crew. I think I don't know, but I had another friend at the makerspace that was talking to me about this, about like you could set it up electronically and with a pump and I don't know, I'd have to have some of that with timers and things on because Okay, I'm how does that fit in with your travel schedule? Yeah, that's No no no, not travel schedule. Like just making it how is it a green system? Yeah. Or is it just like more electronics? Oh, that's a good question. Can I mean you do the it electric- with solar? Oh, oh, I hadn't thought about that, but I'm sure you could. Like, if you were to have a pump, I mean, you think about pumps that are out in your, um, out in your, like, ponds, and there's solar pumps. Yeah. Oh, I like that idea. how you do that. Oh, I like that idea, to leave less of a footprint. That's a very great idea. So, let's talk about leaving less of a footprint, too. So, um, I... I went to a meeting with some some people that I do rituals and stuff with, and um, they, we were talking about activism, and they were specifically talking about the environment, so it was very relevant, and I realized how much more I have to learn and do and how many more incremental steps I need to take, because they were so far ahead of me in things that they're doing, so... Um, so the last time that we had a challenge, the challenge was on me, and it was um, trying... Uh, didn't tablets instead of toothpaste right to do that. how'd that go tell me more about yeah, that okay so I got the 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 brand that I use there's a company called bite that has one that but they put them in glass jars and then the glass jars they send you but anyway um so I went with one called dent tabs d-e-n-t-t-a-b-s um and it, it, it sends you a little um recyclable package of about 200 of these little tablets and it says that one package is worth two tubes of toothpaste. Oh, wow. It doesn't say on there how many you're supposed to use at one time. 
Oh, because I was about to say, I was doing the math in my head, and I'm like, oh, that's three months plus of toothpaste. But is it one? Like, how does that work? Well, I tried doing it with one, and um, it didn't... I don't I don't have an objective way of measuring how well right. it does right. taking care of your teeth. But um, it didn't feel like... It was enough? It was enough, the okay. first one. So, it seems like if you put one on each side of your mouth and bite down... So, you just so what you're supposed to do is chew it, and just sort of crunch it in your teeth and then um you're just using the toothbrush they, they call that polishing that's the polishing part just using a toothbrush oh so um so i did that it doesn't really lather up so it doesn't feel like what we're used oh, to it feeling oh okay and it Patterns feels like behavior man right. and it feels more like what i'm used to experiencing if i have two as opposed to one but i, I imagine one is probably enough you, you really are only supposed to have a little bit of toothpaste on your toothbrush right we all use more than we need right um it wasn't super pleasant when Tasty. you're doing it yeah because it's chalky it oh, just feels like chalk oh, in your mouth oh so sensitive issues like um yeah, so, Oof. yeah, I mean, but, but, I mean, but it was fine, so I just, um, it does have fluoride, and that, to me, was a bit of a concern, because it's really gritty, and I brushed as bit as I could, but I, I don't know that I got it all out of my mouth, oh, even okay. after I rinsed it, oh, so, okay. so that's just something, I'm just raising that as a potential red flag, like, make sure you get it all out of your mouth when you're done, because it does have fluoride, which is a, um, endocrine disruptor, um, not good. Okay. So, um, I would use it again. I would, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep using it. Well, I think it is fascinating for hiking and things like that. Yeah, I'm definitely. curious about using it on a regular basis. One of those products that I'm curious about trying, and I don't know if I can get it in before the next time we talk, but, um, I was, I saw an ad for the laundry sheets, but for your washer. So they're biodegradable and what, one of the things I was reading up on is that packaging you know when you think about our laundry detergent packaging and how much plastic that is and how much we go through when you have households right. over one person um, and so this comes to you in a biodegradable it looked like it was a box and then it has sheets and you just take one sheet and throw it in your washer so I do want to order that and try that well why don't you because there's, there's another thing called drops okay and it's it's supposed to reduce packaging because you just need literally a couple of drops in your wash. So okay. That it, you, it's very concentrated. Okay. So why don't you try the sheets and I'll try the drops. Well, I'm also curious about making the drops. Because, you know, there was a period I went through to reduce packaging that I made my own laundry detergent. Okay. But, um, which is super fun, but you still have to have something to put it in, right? Well, and how much packaging did it take to make it? Because right. I've made that before and it's like right. you need 12 yeah. different things right. to do it. <laughs> so it's all... It's that's one of the things about this that we've talked about. I know. You, like, it's like whack-a-mole. You, you solve one problem and create another. <laughs> right? Oh, and speaking of, there's an ad going around. Have you heard that ad? And it, it brings up this very issue, but it was talking about that there is a way to sign up for sustainable, um, I believe it's our power. Like on the, that you can sign up and make a difference. I was going to look that up. I meant to write it down, but since we're driving, I don't I have it in front of me. There are... I, th- I believe in, we need to, yeah, okay, let's let's make that something that we come back next time with an answer for, okay. because I, I get conflicting information on that. I think there are a couple of power companies that do offer a solution that is at least partially okay. um, 
green technology, but I don't know that you can get 100% that way. And I think the, com- the group that you're talking about is a group that advocates for that, but I don't think they have it everywhere. Okay. Well, I was just excited to hear the, it was an yeah, advertisement I mean, I would, that I, I heard on the radio. I would be happy to pay a little bit more to have that. Right? Absolutely. Um, okay. So, okay. So I'm going to try drops. Okay. And you're going to order sheets. the sheets. And then, okay. So the dryer situation, um, I can report, we've been using... My family, we've been using the little, um, they're little balls of wool. Okay. And they're, they're hard. They're not, they're like tennis ball size and feel a bit, a bit like, a bit thick like tennis balls. Um, and you throw them in with the, the dryer and they, it speeds up the dryer time, which is good. So that's less energy. Okay. And it, it beats your clothes into submission. So it's, (laughs) it's a substitute for, um, for fabric softeners. Uh, which okay. is good. Less chemicals in the water. Um, and we love them. We use it all the time. It's fine. Did and you make it or did you order it? I ordered it. Okay. Again, I ordered it on Amazon. Come at me if you must. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of, did you see that post I sent you about Amazon that you can request that they do not put plastic packaging in your delivery? So, this was a, it was something going around the internet, so I have to check it out to see if it's true or not. But you get on, supposedly you get on Amazon, and you go under contact, and you go under chat, and you basically say, I would like to request that a minimal packaging, no plastics used in my packaging, minimal packaging if you must use paper. And um, my friend who posted it is a reliable source and said that that got rid of a lot of the packaging on Amazon. So now what's coming is just cardboard and paper, which is recyclable and much better for the environment than planet than plastic. So I'm excited to try that. That's interesting. I got a package in the mail not too long ago. I think it was during the holiday season. Something arrived in the mail and it had these little interlocking pieces of cardboard. It looked like somebody sent us a bunch of 3D puzzle pieces, but it was... It was, was instead of styrofoam? In, like an alternative? Instead of peanuts. Oh, I like it. It was weird. Those but are it was horrible cool. for the environment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that idea. Well, okay. somebody had to put those things together. I'm sure. So, a- you know what I'm noticing is a trend here. First of all, I'm noticing that people are getting more aware. Yeah. And that they are providing us solutions. Like they're providing, a lot of times we have to pay attention and ask for them or demand them or, you know. But I think that it is starting, like, the awareness is rising. Now, whether it has risen in a timely enough manner or not, that's still to be questioned. Because, you know, all the latest reports are saying we have less than 10 years. Um, and Boy. Right? That, I mean, you know, when you're a kid or even 10 years ago, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, that's a long time. But, you know, no. I turned 50 this year. In 10 years, man. My mom used to say, give her kudos and credit. She used to say, you know... As your kids get older, your life speeds up. Yeah. And, uh, whew, I think that's so true. Like, it's flying. And so, I'm, yeah, 10 years is is not a lot of, not of time to well, turn this big old time. we have kids that are just going to be coming, you know, into their own in 10 years. Right? Right? So, I think that's why it's important to have these conversations. Yeah. And to, and, you know, to talk about... I wanted to research before we got on today and I didn't have a chance to, I wanted to research like what is currently in the Georgia legislature? Like what is in everybody's 
state legislature right now around environmental protections. And if there's not, we need to be talking about that. And we need to be talking about the fact that, um, you know, my background is as a social worker. And one of my mentors told me years ago, if it's not in policy, it doesn't happen. And so I know that a lot of people are exhausted and overwhelmed with politics right now, but those local politics and those state level politics. I was going to say, it's almost um, for environmental things. I almost feel like if it's not a top down thing, if it's not coming down from a federal level, it's almost better for it to be a bottom up thing. Absolutely. So the state's sort of in the middle. Right. But if you can get your community and I will give, I will give kudos to our city that we live in. Um, It's one of the, few places in our county that collects glass right so um, i will give them kudos on that i'm a little um that's one of the things i could talk about um (laughs) i went to a citywide town hall meeting or community meeting about a proposed sidewalk and uh one of the you know i usually go to those meetings because i like to be civically usually i do too i couldn't go to that one and uh this time i went at the request of my 17 year old because she uh, walks home she doesn't walk home every day but uh if it's a gorgeous day or she has you know our, our schedules conflict. She'll walk home. We live about a mile away from the high school. And she came in last week and she's like, mom, we got a problem. And I'm like, well, tell me about it. And she said, I'm walking home and there's over 90 trees that have flags on them. And I'm afraid that they're flagged to be taken down. And there's this meeting about this proposed sidewalk and I was like all right well let's go let's go find out like because maybe they're saving those trees explain to you that this is not just any sidewalk this is going to be like a five foot wide sidewalk that's meant to be an art walk it's a kind of a big deal social thing right well that's the point of conflict and the other thing is is we our downtown has been revitalized and it's a they have done a fabulous job on it and it is a place now it's the destination place like we have during the summers we have community concerts we have free events like it is a gathering place and this the the part that my daughter's talking about is the part that's the mile from downtown to the main road we live on which is rogers bridge and hundreds of kids walk on the sidewalk a day and, and it's, it's an older oh, area with big shade trees like big shady oak trees it's, yep. it's a beautiful it's got walk. oaks it's got pines it's it is a beautiful walk the sidewalk is in disrepair and there's some places that are not safe i know i had a neighbor tell me that her son had a collision on his bike with a car because it wasn't safe you couldn't see so one of the main things they're citing is safety well, so I went up there with Sammy, my 17-year-old, my and she was asking questions. And she's like, all right, uh, tell me about how many trees. And they were like, they were trying to, you know, they were trying not to say it out loud at first. And then they were like close to it. And she's like, no, it's over 90 because I counted them. <laughs> and then they were like, um, well, half of them have a blight and need to come down. Which, you know, of course, my follow-up question is, let me, who did the study? And right. did, we had more than one opinion. And is it a blight that can be fixed? Or if we just decided, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Um, what I, constitutes blight? Right? Or a fungus? Or they, I wasn't sure exactly what they, but in their, in their view, half of them are sick and need to come down, which okay. may be absolutely true. Like, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely true. So what we said, I said was, or Sammy said, I can't remember who asked the question, you know, okay, so are we going to replace them? And the answer we were given was, well, if they're on private property. And I was like, the city has no plans to replace the tree, uh, the trees. 
And they're like, well, you know, you have to have money for that. And that's not in the budget. And I was... As you have somebody, to have, I'm sorry. You have to have money in the budget to take a tree down? Does that right? cost money? It does. It costs a lot of money. And I just, like, I... I want to be proactive about this. And I also, know, um, secondary question. Um, when you take the tree down, doesn't it have value? Doesn't right. it? Doesn't it? Well, it, it, it depends. Revenue? It could produce revenue, especially the pines, which that's a question we could ask at the city council, right? Um, because the second part was my daughter was like, well, where are the kids going to walk? Well, the, while the sidewalks under construction because they're like this part's going to be closed for a year and um (laughs) you know we talked last podcast about amplifying our youth voices and sammy hasn't really expressed being an activist before but boy this was personal (laughs) to her because she walks she sees these trees they shade her i'm so excited for her you know and then so then the woman at the city was like, oh, well, this is phase two. It's not even going to start for two years. So her implication was you'll be gone because Sammy's a senior. And Sammy caught on very quick and was not happy about that at all. She took a deep breath and she's like, I care about the children coming behind me. Which, you know, just, <laughs> made, just made this mama's heart just as happy as could be, I'm, right? I'm proud of her um, too. And so her next step, when we left, when we left the meeting, she said, well, that was fun. Let's do that again. <laughs> and then she was like, can we go to the city council meeting? And I was like, absolutely. Heck yeah, you can. And, and we wrote our, our comments and we weren't opposed to the, to the sidewalk at all. And you asked but, what happened to the comments too, and, right? And we weren't given a clear answer. So we're no going to follow up on that. Interesting. But, um, you know, our, my big thing is... And I think this is a thing about the environment. I think it's about our kids. I think it's no matter which side of the aisle you fall on. I think it's important that we are proactive about our children and our environment. Well, okay. It's more than just that in this particular case, though. This is a... They're making a special sidewalk that's extra wide for the purpose of having an art walk. And communities that are on that road in that area have asked them to just make it the normal size for that section so that they can keep some of the trees. So they're they're going out of their way in to make this it case bigger. to make it wider. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's not a super complicated issue from where I'm standing. It seems like you could definitely acquiesce to the people who live there. Right? And also I don't know. I just I I hear exactly what you're saying and my thing is if you haven't thought about it, why not? Like, if you haven't thought about, okay, so if we don't have the budget, well, let's wait until we have the budget to include the trees. Like, and then the other thing the person at the city said was, well, it's not going to be, I can tell you it's not going to be ugly. And I said, aesthetics is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our planet and breathe air, air that we breathe. And the fact that we're cutting down a hundred trees. Like, Are they stunned to hear that? What was the response? Oh, it was on to the next person, I'm sure. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I just, it always surprises me, though. I mean, yeah. it, it surprises me when people don't take that into account in today's day and age. And there was a study done last year in Georgia that, unfortunately, we are designated as, like, one of the top five states that's losing trees rapidly okay. because people Makes are taking sense. them down. Well, we're one of the top five we're probably one of the top five states to have trees to begin with. Mm-hmm. So the fact mm-hmm. that we've been the nonstop growth. I mean, I used to go, I told you earlier today, I used to go foraging with a friend of mine and we would just kind of go and explore and you had to find, first of all, you had to find a space that, um, 
you know, most likely it's private property. It's not someone that, like, it can't be a public space because you can't, you, you have some leave no trace issues there. But if it's just sort of an abandoned space, you can do it. So, so we go looking for places that have woods that nobody cares about. Right. Well, so we did that for a while, but they keep disappearing. Like, we'd go, right. we'd find something, we'd be like, oh, this is a cool tree. We need to remember that there's a, you know, there's a chestnut tree here and come back when the chestnuts fall and get, ch- get chestnuts. Right. And um, it, each time, like, a new development has come in and torn the entire area down, so we can't go back and visit it. And to me, that's, you know, that's that's symptomatic of the problem. Of course, we're losing forest space. We're losing, we're losing just tiny bits of abandoned spaces i had this conversation with this gentleman on the way home from colorado um and he is new to georgia and he was so excited about the pawpaw trees and he said they're native to georgia but they're disappearing but what people don't realize is their fruit like is highly anti-carcinogenic like Mm -hmm. you know that whole thing and i i do believe this to be true that you know when all of this came together, the earth had the medicine to heal what we needed. Yeah. But as quote unquote progress, right. But as things happen, if we are not careful and we're losing those things that can heal us if we need them to. But it made me think about that when he was talking about the pawpaw tree, because he was talking about how they're endangered, but how they are really, really good for us. Their fruit Mm. is. Um, so I was curious about that. I wanted to learn more about that. It, it intrigued me. That makes me want to, I, I so want to be a, a little bit of a subversive environmentalist in that way and, and plant a couple like on national, there, you know, behind my house, it's national forest right, land. Right. I'm so tempted always to just go back there and plant, plant stuff. Things. Like, but, but I don't want to, I don't want to disrupt the ecosystem. It's, right. it's already fragile. I don't right. want to mess with it. So speaking of planting, um, do you know that in downtown Atlanta, they have five, I think it, I read it was either four or five acres that they planted as an edible forest. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go check that out. I keep seeing um, people have like, they have tours of it. Field trip, man. We yeah, need to, right. we need to go figure that out and, uh, report back. Cause do they have I'm, pawpaws? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I would be shocked. I don't think so, because pawpaws definitely grow in the woods. They grow at the edge. Right. They grow at the edge of a forest. Okay. So that's what you have to look for. I I keep wanting to find some on a foraging trip, and now I know that they're endangered, so I didn't didn't know that. Well, that's what... I need to look that up. That's what this gentleman told me. All right, this gentleman and I need to go do some stuff. All right, we need to figure this out, and um, more shall be revealed, as one of my teachers likes to say. So, what's our challenge this week? What are we thinking? What do we want to do? Well, okay, so I think definitely we need to research the the environmental legislation that's coming up. Yep, that's what Uh, I was thinking. It's in session now, and the session is so short. It is so short in Georgia. We are less than 100 days. Yeah. Yeah, um... And then um, we, we're doing the laundry stuff, right? Okay. Okay. So let's check that out, see what there is out there. Um, and that gives us two weeks to come and report back and see what we got. I love that. Okay. And what are we doing for self-care this week? You know, that's what my jam. What are we doing for self-care this week? Well, I feel like the journaling hike was sort of my self-care right? um, for it's starting this start. week. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm sticking to the... Uh, I'm... Okay, so my self-care really is having a set ritual in the morning and, and doing that every day. I really want that to be okay. a pattern that I get into that I do every day all year long. Because even if I'm not doing anything else, that keeps my back in pro- 
proper alignment and that makes everything else work better and nice. then I feel okay. I like feel you're stretching better. and yeah. yeah. All right. And then just taking some moment for meditation as part of that ritual. It, it, to me it's it just sets the day off. Yep. I right foot and I do well. So um the walking I'm doing fine pretty much just walking at work, so I'm not super worried about that, but I do okay. want to get to where I'm maintaining about thirty miles a week. Okay. Total walking. I love it. Well, I'm going to commit to uh, some yoga every day. Okay. And getting outside every day. I did not manage to get outside every day last week because a lot of different factors, but I am wanting to do that. Okay. That's my, that's my goal. So then are we going to come back and report about whether we actually did that or not next week? Well, sure. Let's check in and see how it went and see, um, but I, we are close to home, so I, I have enjoyed our conversation, and I hope this recording comes out well. And is there anything we want to end with? Well, how about um, let's see, what can we do? We could do a little affirmation about. Um, um, let's just say we're going to take a moment and um, enjoy spring. Just, mm-hmm. just enjoy. You know what? Regardless of the reason or what's going on, when you have a chance to feel the sunshine on your face. Just take a moment and do that. Close your eyes, soak it in, and right. feel, feel some goodness from the sun. And notice those tiny little buds that are starting to mm-hmm. appear. Kind of like possibilities. Absolutely. Budding opportunities and possibilities. And you guys check us out on Facebook. We're at Incremental Steps. and Check us out at our website, incrementalsteps.com. And we'll be posting some things um, on Facebook for sure. This has been the Incremental Steps Podcast. Our theme music is A Woman Feels Her Power. Big thanks to Karen Drucker for letting us use it. Visit incrementalstepspodcast.com for all kinds of great information. We would love to hear from you.